What brings a community together? Shared insights? Shared conversations? Welcome to Open Door by Cox Communities, tackling the big questions on the minds of smart community business leaders. Welcome back to Open Door by Cox Communities, where we're providing information for you to consider when making decisions for your multifamily communities. Discover the latest trends and technologies that are making some multifamily business owners stand out. I'm your host, Beth Friedman, CEO of Brown Harris Stevens. Think back to your last big move. Is it a good memory or something you've tried to forget? If moving day was one of the most stressful days of your year, you're not alone. More and more multifamily business owners are looking to turn resident experiences like moving into positive experiences. Joining me to discuss how owners can analyze and improve resident experiences is John Carlson, president of the Mark Taylor Companies. Mark Taylor is focused on building extraordinary communities and positive resident experiences. Joining us as well is Guillermo Rivas, vice president of new business development at Cox Communities. Welcome to John and Guillermo. Thank you guys for joining me today. John, we'll start with you. First off, where does this podcast find you? Where are you right now? Scottsdale, Arizona, sunny Scottsdale. Very nice. John, you said that resident experiences over the last decade have become transactional in a sense. Can you tell us a little bit about what you mean by that? We've managed uh, just over 21,000 units over the past few years and have grown exponentially over the last 10 years. And I think due to the strength of multifamily, and what I mean by that is it's been a very high-end timeframe for landlords. And really, as owners and managers, there's a lot of residents that just need a place to live. So you see occupancy swell and you know vacancies down to 4% across the country. And I think a lot of managers and, and owners have lost touch with, with that actual experience. And what I mean by that is, I'll give you an example. Scott Taylor, one of our founding members, recently moved into a, a unit that we developed in North Scottsdale, called me at night and was incredibly frustrated with the leasing process. And what I mean by that is, I think he had 71 or 72 addendums and, and leases to sign. And he said, John, this takes me longer than it does to ink a $140 million construction loan. And it gave me pause. And I said, okay, we really need to reevaluate what our residents have to do prior to even getting a key to move in. And that goes back to the, the resident journey. And I think the transactional component of that is just that, meaning we just said, well, these are what residents have to do. So they'll just have to live with it until they move in from finding utility companies to ensuring that they have Cox for cable or internet or whatever it is. And that was really a, an eye-opening experience having that conversation with one of our principals. Yeah. And you said once that it reminded you of a friend who bought a car. Absolutely. Yeah. Elaborate a little bit, if you will. So, yeah, it was actually my... <laughs> director of HR, his wife, Jennifer, and him had purchased a brand new Land Rover. And he was in my office talking about it for, I don't know, five to 10 minutes. And almost the whole time he was 
he was describing the actual experience. He was talking about the screen that they were using that was essentially the entire table. It was touchscreen. They could pivot it, rotate it, what have you, walking them through the journey of, of the actual documentation and at the end, giving them a, a little handheld device that has all of the information on it, no actual physical paperwork, and just said the experience from the very beginning, from fresh water, coffee, drinks, through the process, it was about an hour long. And he rarely talked about the actual vehicle. It was about the experience of getting the key, getting his documentation, going through the, the presentation. That's, that's the experience piece. And, and that prompted me to think more about the journey. And what I mean by that is from first touch, when my resident introduces themselves to Mark Taylor through whatever media vehicle that is, whether it's a phone call, uh, through our website, uh, through a text message, all the way through leasing, the move-in process, their experience at our community and move-out, I want to make sure that's a five-star resident experience. And we're hyper-focused on that right now. I mean, that is so important because, Guillermo, you said the last time we spoke that moving day can be one of the most stressful days in someone's life, which I agree. So how do you think owners can make moving into their properties a positive, a better experience? Let's go to Guillermo first, and then we'll go to John. I think it's, it's exactly as John said, anything that can be done that takes what the person is experiencing and puts that in the center is the most impactful. I mean, I've moved my mom in the last five years twice. The first time that I helped her move, because this isn't just about the resident experience, those of us helping people move. The first time I helped her move, God, it was awful. <laughs> That's why I always say it's, it's an awful experience. It's you know, the packing up, the arranging how you're gonna get into the building. They don't tell you that the doors are closed on a Sunday and you get there on a Sunday morning and it's all of a sudden, how do you get there to get the keys, get everything done to your gas company, which is the gas company. I don't know my mom's gas company. She's in a different city. So I had to, I had to look that up, had to look up the phone company, all of those things to arrange them take a lot of time. And um, with my mom being elderly, I felt I had to be there for, hey, when is the cable guy coming in to do her TV and her internet? Is the gas really on? I've got to go check the pilot for her. Those types of things were really stressful. The second time I'd say it was half as bad. At least there they communicated, hey, here's where you're gonna park when you come in here to move. Here's how you're gonna get your furniture from you know, the, the bottom floor up to the third floor. There's a, there's a freight elevator. And oh, by the way, here's a company that can help you with it. And hey, we will take care of the gas. You sign this form. We will take care of the electricity for your mom. So they were willing to take care of a lot of pieces of it. And that made that experience much better. So. Anything that they can do to automate the process and remove the friction in it, I think would be extremely helpful, especially personal experiences. John, what do you, what do you say about that, about making the, a positive experience for people when they're moving? How can we improve that? Yeah, it goes back to, I think G alluded to this, but there was a survey that was done most recently and there was 64% of residents said their most stressful time during their journey was moving. We've allocated a lot of time and effort with the executive team, our employees at the site level, which is incredibly important to understand what they're hearing and, and ensuring we're getting feedback from residents. But really, a lot of frustrations lie, lie around, okay, what do I have to do prior to getting my key? And in the past, our residents would rely on calling a leasing consultant or last minute saying, oh, I need to do this. I have to get an SRP account, which is electric or all of the things G mentioned. So 
we're hyper-focused on that initial process, ensuring that as soon as they decide to be part of the Mark Taylor family as a resident, how do we ensure that journey is positive through that entire process? How do you create these experiences that have sticking value? So people, you know, that saying Maya Angelou has that, you know, you'll forget what people say to you, but you never forget how people make you feel, which is true. When somebody makes you feel special or like you alluded to, John, you talked about that experience of being in the dealership. We all remember those. I remember being at a Four Seasons in D.C. I got very sick and the cleaning woman came in and she brought me ginger tea while I was in bed. And she kept bringing it back to me, more pillows. And I'll never forget that experience of the Four Seasons. And it's a, you remember how you feel. So how do owners improve that and keep those sticky experiences so that people have a fondness and appreciation for what they just dealt with? Great question. I think, you know, as leaders of our organization and others, you can focus on the processes and procedures and really focus in on that experience aspect. But it's about how the employees engage with them at the front line. So if, if someone shows up on Sunday morning at 10 a.m., you know, they're greeted the right way, they're supported the right way, that they're taken care of at a five-star level. And I'll give you an example. We had an employee that was off duty on a Sunday and noticed a woman moving items out of her U-Haul truck by herself and offered to help carry some heavy things with her into the unit. She had no idea he was an employee until the next day when he showed up for work and she was in the office. And talk about a resident experience that was five star. Immediately, Google review five star. Like this guy was amazing. And by name, of course, because that's how reviews are done. 85% of our reviews have the first name of our employee. So it's really about ensuring that our employees are engaging them at that level. And they have to understand our company's purpose, our journey, our why, our mission. And to ensure that, that that's matching our, our policies and procedures along the way. It's about that employee interaction. It's such a great point because if you have your employee team, you're feeling like they need to take care of people and how important it is. That's how you get a great client experience because they feel it and then they go and they deliver on that. Guillermo, I don't know, do you have anything to add about the stickiness of experiences? Absolutely. I think what especially was being done at Mark Taylor with, you know, with John's group of taking a look at the resident first and building around that is key. You know, one of the things that we're doing at Cox to try and help with that is actually providing the tools that frees up staff. You know, in the past, things that were done, and I know that, that John's group does this very well. In the past, leasing agents, staff had to be worried about keys, thermostats, light switches. Are they being left on? So if they actually have tools where those things, those things are already automated and done for them, it frees them up to have more of an interaction with the person standing in front of them. They're not worried about, oh, I've got to go get, you know, the keys for apartment 22 for the person that's coming in another 20 minutes. If that can be done in an automated fashion where it just shows up on your phone in order, in order to get into the unit, it frees up their mind to be much more present with the person in front of them. And I think that John's group's done that very well and, and they're providing those tools to their employees. Well, let's talk about that, John, because you focus on Mark Taylor's principles of vision and the mission when you work with your new hires. You know, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, during COVID, we revamped uh, a bunch of things, of course, as many of us did. We looked at our business and realized that we had to really think differently about how we approached it uh, going forward. So one of the many things that we did was 
break down our entire onboarding process. In the past, we would hire someone, go through background checks. You know, that was their experience. And first day, they'd, they'd sign their paperwork and get a key to the office, and they'd go to their, their community across the valley, wherever that was. We said, how do we ensure that that employee understands Mark Taylor's vision, mission, what we're doing, and why? So we broke that down. We developed a two- to three-day training onboarding course, depending on position. So every Monday, I personally go to that new hire group. It's usually 15 to 20 new hires. And I'll sit down with them for 45 minutes to an hour, and I'll talk to them about exactly what Mark Taylor's vision and mission is. And I think what's been incredibly successful, and you can talk to great leaders in the past, that if employees know where they're going and why, it allows them to create a personal connection or purpose to our mission, uh, Mark Taylor's mission. And I think that's been incredibly helpful with the journey of that employee moving from day one through day 90. They understand what we're about. They get to know me. They get to know Mark Taylor from a historical perspective versus just saying, here's a key, go you know, onboard with your existing team at your community. And, and hopefully the leader of that community really tells you what we're all about and, and helps you understand where we're going and why. So, I mean, that's just one component of it. And I think as I, as I meet these employees you know, afterwards, meaning post that first day, a lot of great conversations. And I've been thanked numerous times about them getting to meet me the first day and, and really understand us as a, as a culture and company. And, and living at your own property can definitely shed light uh, on what your your residents are experiencing, right? No, John, your partner, Scott Taylor, uh, recently moved to a Mark Taylor community. How was that experience? From the get-go, he, he was very thorough in the process. And what I mean by that is you know, he took copious amount of notes on, on what the experience was like. I referenced the leasing process, 70 to 72 addendums, very taxing, not as efficient as a DocuSign, getting a resident survey 90 days in with questions that were not necessarily designed for a class A community, I'll say it that way, and just really understanding, you know, frustration or, or hot points of that process. So I've challenged myself and the executive team to personally go through the experience. So everyone will be moving into a Mark Taylor community within the next 90 days. And obviously, physically, they won't be, but they'll be going through the entire process. And I think the collective of, of how we understand that, the feedback that we have through our communication council and transparency from our employees at the site levels, that will really help us understand those, those pain points and execute on a, on a transition to a much successful and more easier process going forward. John, I really commend you for that because it's walking the walk. I mean, doing that, I mean, sitting up in your office and like, you know, thinking about things is very different than saying, okay, I'm putting myself through the test. Everybody go feel this out. Then it becomes very real for people and they can go, oh, they can give you real understanding as to what needs to be improved or what works great. So I have to say that shows great leadership by your organization. I really, really commend that. Thank you. Yes, has to be a situation where we're leading by example. And as they see executives doing this, I'm certain that there will be more feedback, right? Because it'll allow for them to think, okay, transparently, I should share my frustrations with this process and we'll just come to a much better solution at a much faster pace. Right. Guillermo, let's talk a little bit about Cox and how, how can they help or improve the resident journey? You know, as I mentioned, with us partnering with uh, companies like Mark Taylor and others, it's really 
very similar to what John is doing, learning about what it is that they're working on, what's important to them, so that we can develop better tools for them as well. For us, it's not just about getting connectivity to an, to an end resident. It is also about the experience and how they're going to experience getting that connectivity. So if we can develop tools that make it easier for the resident to interact with us, easier on what we know to be one of the most stressful days of their life, which is gonna be that move, is how do we work with organizations to implement that within their systems and make it work for them as well. More than anything else for us, the development of tools that do that. Well, how do you, Guillermo, make sure that residents don't have to wait for their internet connectivity? Because we know that's probably on the top of their priority list. Well, one of the things that we've done, and we've done this on, uh, with Mark Taylor as well in partnership with them, is we have a program where we actually pre-enable the apartment with internet. So when someone moves in, they don't have to worry about calling someone and scheduling an appointment to have their internet done. They can actually go on a link on their phone and activate the modem that's already there. And we have many different ways of doing that with others. Um, there are models where you know it's already included in the rent or models where it's just pre-enabled and the, cu the customer eventually does an account with Cox directly. So and make it work either way. That's great. I love that you guys are on top of that. And John, now we'll go back to you. Let's talk a little bit about Mark Taylor and what Mark Taylor is doing in order to improve to be better than the day before. What sort of things do you guys have in place for improvement? Besides, I love that you have your, your, your team going through and like feeling out the resident experience, but what other things are you doing? Yeah, and this you know goes back to you know, days of pandemic and I commend Guillermo for you know that time we, we talked a lot about the, the processes with, with Cox and how we could really revolutionize the experience with the residents. So having it live and on was fantastic. It's been a success uh, over the last couple of years. When I think about Mark Taylor, you know, being better than yesterday is one of our core five principles. So walking, you know, as a leader in, in the shoes of, of employees, we said, okay, during the pandemic, when we had all of our offices locked and closed, we had to find a way to connect. And we started uh, organically a, an hour clubhouse chat, we call it. So essentially via Microsoft Teams, we have every employee, 640 employees on Microsoft Teams, uh, at least one hour per month. Now it's two hours because we've expanded it. But the idea was to connect because lots of folks were scared during COVID, doors were locked. We just weren't connecting like we had in the past. So, you know, this has really evolved into a process where, you know, employees can say really anything they want in terms of questioning leadership. It's a full transparent loop. We'll have questions that are sent to us in advance. For those that don't want to be on camera, because we don't want to eliminate the process of them engaging. So we've evolved that into focusing on five-star club, which is our five-star review process, really understanding the needs and wants of, of our employees. Beyond that, we've built a, a learning management system called Sancasa. So that's two years in the making. We just launched that last week. What's fantastic about that is it was through the transparency of Clubhouse chat and employee surveys saying that we need more training and support to ensure that we're meeting the job criteria that, that we're proposing to them as they get hired. So I think with the launch of Sancasa last week, it was also about investing in them. So when you think about that, a lot of companies will launch a LMS or training tool and say, well, go figure it out on your own. Do it at night, do it on the weekends. We've allocated a, a specific 60 minute 
allocation per week. So from 9 to 10 on Thursdays, we close the offices and they have a full hour for training by design. Every employee is engaged and I'm happy to report we had a 575% increase in logins to our intranet, our MT Connect, with our first one-hour training session. So it's really about engaging and investing in our employees. And I believe as one of our core strategic initiatives, which is people, that will make us successful long-term. And if you think about the you know, great resignation or, or folks leaving companies and organizations, there's a lot of conversations around wages and how do you maintain employees. I believe it's really about engaging and investing in them, creating a career path, allowing them to go through a, a San Casa. The reason we call that is it's a prefix that we celebrate for 36 years of all of the communities that we develop at Mark Taylor. We call them San Capella, San Pravada. So we thought San Casa would make the most sense, San Home essentially. So all of these employees are going there now. And we've also partnered with LinkedIn, which is a fantastic library of tools and classes so that they can really engage in anything they want. Right. So they, they can take a, I'll say, a limitless journey in terms of learning and, and grow that way. We created a communication council I, I alluded to earlier. So that's a council that consists of 16 employees, and it's designed around transparency and feedback. So we have employees at all levels participating on a six-month rotation to ensure that we're meeting the needs of all of our employees. We recently revamped MT Fit, which is our wellness program. So we added financial aspects, nutrition, wellness, fitness, all of these things to ensure that employees are really fulfilling their life, meaning I focus a lot on them as family, right? So you don't think about family just nine to six when someone as an employee is punching the clock. It's 24-7, seven days a week. So this allows them to engage that way, really helping them work through our principles to understand how they should go about conducting business as a marketing employee and, and ultimately building the culture. That's what it comes down to. And that's why we focus so much on people. Yeah, I was just going to say that what you have just described is a community culture that is really focused on people and high quality and excellence and all these things. So that is unique, I would say. So that's wonderful. But one of the things that you mentioned, John, or you said is that it's really important to eliminate ego because obviously we know ego can really get in the way of things and being productive. What are some of the tactics that you guys use to stop people from, you know, being narcissistic or, you know, egocentric? There's so many different words or arrogant because it's, it's tough. It's a battlefield. So what do you, what are you guys doing? I mean, I think there's, I think there's an old quote that says it's impossible to learn which learn that which one thinks one already knows. And I think that when we look at our principles in the same vein of being better than yesterday, that really is about having a growth mindset. So when you think about fixed versus growth, if our employees are, are looking at their employee journey from day one, understanding our mission, which is to create exceptional communities that invite, inspire, and feel like home, that if we give them our five principles, we're giving them guidelines for success and then empowering them to grow. If they have that growth mindset, they can improve with effort, right? So if you look at you know pain, reflection equals progress, they're going to go through that journey. They're going to fail, and that's okay. I tell them on day one, go fail. That means you're curious. You're trying new things. You're, you're forcing yourself to endeavor in this journey to make Mark Taylor and yourself better. So it really revolves around that. And if you add our, our four other principles, really gives them guideposts for success. So I, I think that eliminates ego. 
And if you look at our leadership base, if I went around the room, there's not an ego in the room by design. It's important that you know they're humble, they have that growth mindset, and we're building this culture together. I'm just here to empower them. I really work for them. If you think about my journey, I'm, I'm focused on, on their growth and, and their culture. Uh, I mean, I, I say that a lot. Pain plus reflection equals progress. It's such a powerful statement, and it's so true. But you really have created something there that is special. I, I'm sure you know that. You don't hear a lot of companies that you know are focused on these things. Great priorities. And recently, John, you guys partnered with a company called, I think it's called Moved? Moved, yes. Talk to us a little bit about that company and the partnership and what that all means for you guys. Sure. This goes back to the resident journey. So as Guillermo mentioned, you know, Cox is one component of that, but there's a lot of things that we alluded to earlier. What's the gas company? What's the electric company? Where's the local grocery store? You know, what do I sign up for in terms of my, my resident portal? How do I do that? So Moved is a fantastic product that allows us to really, I'll say, design the move-in process around that community and the needs of that community and residents. So Let's just say there's 10 steps, provides them a tool. I don't want to say it's gamified, but really steps one through 10. So it will give you a progress update. It's, it's simply a click through. Uh, stage four, here's your electric company's information. Here's how you go about getting it. This is what you have to do. Once it's done and completed, it checks the box. They also have a concierge component, so they can call that concierge at any time to get support 24-7. So if they have questions that are kind of outside those step-by-step processes, they have that support. And it's hyper-focused on that moving process. So again, eliminating the stress in advance of getting the key, it alleviates pressure on my on-site teams so that a leasing consultant's not getting bombarded with questions pre-move-in, and we can really focus on when they arrive. So I think it'll be a great tool for us. We're launching it at every community over the next 90 days, and we're excited to have that process. And we'll be working on steps during during the tenure of that lease, and then on the move-out process, same thing. We want to make sure that they're exiting with the same feeling and experience, even though they're leaving us, we want to make sure that's five-star all the way through. Yeah, you said that the approach reminds you of Steve Jobs a bit. Can you tell us why? Yeah, I'm a big Steve Jobs fan. I just feel like he pissed off the board oftentimes because he was he was overrunning costs and focused on so many things that were really around the experience, right? So what would the consumer experience once they held an iPod or iPhone or Mac? And I think back to, you know, apartments, apartments are apartments. We can have class A, class B, we can have a beautiful pool, a beautiful amenity area. All of those things matter, of course, but what about the resident experience? If you think about that, if they're, if they're engaging with us, they're telling the story, like I mentioned earlier with the Land Rover saying, wow, Mark Taylor, the experience of, of moving in was so seamless and easy. I got my key and it was so refreshing in that process. The customer service was amazing. They took care of me the entire process. During my journey of living there was fantastic. And on the exit, same thing. And they didn't even mention the unit, the granite countertops or plank flooring or smart home technology or even Cox. Guillermo, I'm just saying that because I'm talking about the experience. They might, but that matters to me. So I don't know that anyone thinks that way today because it has been such a transactional market. We have you know, 10 move-ins every month and 10 move-outs, right? And it, it gets in the way of thinking about that journey and experience. So we will we will get there. It's not easy, but the, the process is in place. 
business A. At Cox, we look at it as a plus that they didn't mention Cox. We want to be integrated into their program. It's their journey, their experience. So it means we did not get in the way and there were no complaints. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a very good thing, Guillermo. I think that's the difference between service and hospitality. I mean, service is like transactional. You check a box, you do what you must. But hospitality is more when you're aligned with the customer, they're, you're connected with them, you care, you're vested, you're in it with them. You know, you don't just are like, okay, let me get them in, let me get them. No, you care about every piece of it. And when they know that you're vested with them, you got buy-in. And then they tell their friends and that's word of mouth and that's your reputation. So that's what you guys have built, you know, and that's something that's exceptional. I would say. Really exceptional. Mark Taylor has five, and you talked to, or alluded to them earlier, five core principles that guide your business and your company culture. What are they and why are they so important? So I highlighted one being better than you were yesterday, of course. Uh, secondly, we have be transparent, choose the right attitude, do the right thing and take extreme ownership. So I, I truly believe and I love employees because they, they just get it day one. I mean, by question three, they're like, so if I do all five of these things, I will be successful in this organization. I said, absolutely, absolutely. Because they connect that employee to our value system, right? And that creates action. And if they follow these five, and I've heard so many employees talk about all five, you know, taking extreme ownership. You know, they, they literally take responsibility for their failures and say, wow, how do I grow from that? How do I learn from that? Being transparent, not always easy, right? But allowing them to take feedback. I'll tell them, hey, if we're being transparent as an organization, if you're being transparent with your superior or your leader, by day 90, you should know exactly where you stand, right? The things that you do really well. And then what I like to say is opportunities. How do I grow in these areas to be, become more successful? You know, attitude is just a mindset. Um, it frames your day. It allows you to put yourself into that growth mindset. And then doing the right thing, which is something... My two principals, Scott and Jeff, have always, always focused in on and, and, and helped me learn from day one of becoming a leader of this company that if you do the right thing in the moment, it always works out. And so we talk all about this. I'd say 45 minutes of my hour conversation. Every new hire is around these five principles. And it really creates a success mechanism for them going forward. Yeah, we say when you do the right thing, the right thing happens. You know, it's that sort of. Well, I'll tell you, John Carlson, you are made of the right stuff. Before we wrap up, Guillermo, is there anything that you would like to add? You know, at, at Cox, we really appreciate partnerships like the one that we have with Mark Taylor, especially after you know hearing about his five, the five principles that they have at Mark Taylor. It's very important. I can tell you one of the things that drives me is one of Simon Sinek's most recent books, which is The Infinite Game. It's an awesome book. One of the things that John was talking about that, you know, it's about the culture and about, he didn't talk, I didn't hear him once talk about winning. And, and that is the whole thing, the infinite mindset um, that I believe that it has. It's about continuing to play the game. Getting to the end of the game is not the goal. It's just being in the game and always being aware of what you can do. So I really appreciate that about, about him and his organization. Yeah, and it's also, they're supporting everybody. It wasn't about me, me, me. Look at how great I am. It was like, how can we build this? How can we make our employees better? How can we improve? How can we make their lives better? And I have to say, you don't hear that a lot in, you know, different companies. So it's really, as I said before, it's exceptional. And so you guys are both fantastic. Thank you for sharing with us today. 
Thanks to both John and Guillermo for being with us today and telling us how owners and businesses like Mark Taylor are changing how people think about the resident experience. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please make sure to leave a review wherever you're listening and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm Bess Friedman, and this has been Open Door, brought to you by Cox Communities.